Welcome to Inside Jokes. This is about the art of comedy. With Sandra Carusi. We get in the mind of the comic. On Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Just blame, blame me. Crazy. Crazy. Oh, I went oh, way I too early. <laughs> I botched Patsy. I heard that about you. Yeah. Speaking of dating, I love this. Thank you, Downey. We're talking about, we're, we're going to get into mental health a little bit this week, actually. Yes. Mental health, storytelling, where those worlds collide. Yeah, we're going to talk about how this is my show, not yours. Yeah, I know. I'm just giving you a good lead in here. You still had like a mouthful of sweets yeah, or something. Granola. So Yeah, you got me. I you know. know, I was teeing it up. I know, you're right. Uh, <laughs> let's welcome our awesome guest panel, Helder Brum. Hi. Toronto-based storyteller, stand-up comedian and producer, and um, a mainstay in Toronto's indie comedy boom. Oh. Mainstay. Mainstay. Wow. You could tell when Dean writes stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really cool. Wasn't me. I feel like I'm on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> so that was nice to hear. This right. Farewell so show. you're part of Fireside Tales. Yeah. What's that one? Dean told me about that. What's that one? Fireside about? Tales is a um, uh, little creation I had a few years ago where I wanted to do a storytelling show because I just started doing a bunch of storytelling mm-hmm. shows. But I wanted to make it um, as intimate as possible. So uh, I created a show where we tell stories uh, around a real campfire at Dufferin Grove Park. And cool. uh, and we get, you know, the best storytellers around. And we get a crowd, a great crowd out. And um, and it's been a show we've been running for four years now. We're going to go in our fifth year. Me and uh, cool. Yeah, I have a producing partner, Rhiannon Archer. We've been running that show for a bit. And uh, it's great. It's one of my favorite things I, to do. I just want to say to our good listeners, there's so much good entertainment out there. Like, who would think you could go out to a fireside chat mm-hmm. and just hang out with a bunch of people? There is. Like, in Toronto, there's all these niche shows that, yes. like, so many people haven't tapped into. It's unbelievable. Which is a lot what our panel's going to talk about today, mm-hmm. I think, right? And kind of what you guys do. I mean, there's more here, Helder. There's the... Uh, <laughs> There is? The whole resume, uh, co-host on Discovery Channel's Blood, Sweat, and Tools. Uh-huh. That was and a show then, I did a few years ago. Yeah, and HG, HGTV's Deck Wars. Mm-hmm. What was that about? Uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was an appearance on a show where um, uh, me and my cousin, who's a, a carpenter, uh, we competed against a team of carpenters to design and build like the ultimate hot tub deck. It was like a TV show contest. Yeah. Uh, so him and I um, got back together, uh, you know, got the band back together after all those years <laughs> of working construction. Yeah, uh, and uh, and made it big, you know. Did uh, are you Portuguese, Helder? Very Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> I went Portuguese. with the name. It started with the name, and then we went into the construction, construction experience. That yeah. was it. Yeah, we either uh, Portugal used to have a mandatory military um, enrollment. Yeah, but uh, you can bypass that if you just do eight years of construction. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two years of military or eight years of construction. So I was here in Canada. I did that. Nice. And then lovely Lori Lane Murphy, hey, storyteller, one woman show performer, producer, and co-host and co-creator of the hit podcast Stories Like Crazy. Thus, our opening song by Patsy <laughs> right. Klein. See what we did there? It See? all comes See what together. Happened? Her deeply personal material and story projects are derived from her own experiences with mental health, addiction, and result in deeply autobiographical, autobiographical, yep. unapologetical, 
Uh, okay, Dean, now you yeah, can use right? your stupid. This is really good, copyright. Dean. Did you write it's, this? What I do, I really do because you know I'm I'm a, I'm a writer, so I really like to to go all out he with the bios it so here. I and can't then, read it. I know. Okay. I, I do this. I, to I her love every this. Time. Keep going. Yes. Anyway, she's very good. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. So <laughs> and stories like crazy actually just turned one year yes, old. It did. Right? Yes. What's it about, Lori? So stories like crazy. I produced a live show for um, giving storytellers a platform to talk about mental health issues. Um, just because I think it's important and it's kind of sexy right now. Apparently, yeah. like you're nobody unless you have a mental illness. And so, so true, eh? right? It's, it's the all new, in. It's the new black. It's the anyway, new black. <laughs> um, so so we did it live, and then we thought I, I want to keep doing this, and because lots of people, I didn't think people would have an appetite for it or as much of an appetite as they have. Mm-hmm. So they want to be on this thing, and uh, we let people just kind of um, share their story, and then we kind of talk about it a little bit, and. Um, Basically, the whole idea is to to get rid of the whole stigma and shame around it, and um, that's kind of my goal in life. Is just it's I have bipolar disorder, big deal, and um, it, it 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 doesn't you don't have to be labeled with something. And everybody deals with mental health, and everybody deals with it differently. And so we just wanted to put a platform out there, mm-hmm. and it's going pretty well. But it is true, like. Uh- being able to laugh at that stuff openly and like, because I went and saw your solo show that you did this past spring too. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, where you get into sort of your own backstory with with mental illness as well, and like yep. things that your family dealt with and things like that. And and I did your podcast when I had like an, a particularly interesting thing in my life where I was sort of confronting a lot of this stuff. Yes, you did. You know, and it it was. It was like going to therapy before going to therapy. So it, really it was. was helpful then, eh? One hundred percent, because it was just opening up about this stuff mm-hmm. that I had never exposed before, even to myself. You know, that's fantastic, and and probably a great segue for someone like you to come out and learn more about your own personal mental illness by seeing her show. Oh, which is uh, fascinating. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk more after the break with Helder Brum, Lori Lane Murphy, and Dean Young here on Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Carusi. You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Sandra Cruci on Inside Jokes, showcasing the best in comedy. Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Sandra Cruci on Inside Jokes with Dean Young, and we've got Helder Brum and Lori Lane Murphy. Welcome. Hi. Hi, thank you. We're talking about, uh, well, you guys do a lot of fringe shows. Mm-hmm. We? Mm-hmm. Yes? We that's me do. talking yes. French. Yep, that's good. What are you most proud of, Helder, of the work you've done? Um, uh, I'm actually, uh, this sounds like I'm plugging a show that I'm uh, doing, um, uh, but I am actually plugging it. Uh, I'm are, most, yeah. a very good I'm show. I'm most proud of, uh, of a one-person show um, that I did for the Toronto Fringe in 2016 called Born with a Tail. And, um, and uh, it is my first creation in that way. It's my first one-person show, my first theater show. Uh, also, my first one-hour anything. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I come from stand-up, so this would be the first... You know my one-hour special that I've written, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I'm pretty proud of it because uh, it took a lot of work and and risk to do it right. Um, like what uh, what they were talking about earlier about how um, in storytelling you're really able to open up uh, and reveal parts of yourself where you don't feel comfortable doing that anywhere else really. 
Uh, especially, you know, I had been doing stand-up for years, and yeah. stand-up was a fun thing for me, and it felt good to make people laugh. But uh, most of what I was doing was just like funny observations that I would have. Uh, and then when I started doing storytelling, I realized, oh, I can, I can really take my time with this, and I can really commit um, to the message I want to come across with, or to just be vulnerable, to just like let things land, and then also find the funny in that. Laurie, um, you seem to be agreeing. I agree with, with, with everything you saying. By the way, Born with a Tail, excellent show. Go see it. Good night out. Get a sitter. Yeah, it's playing coming up at the Second City's John and I really Candy did Box see it. Theater. Yeah, I really did see it. Like Helder's not just kind of paying me. I really, did. I really did see it. <laughs> but I am um, also paying. Her. But also too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not coming again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, f- for me, I, what I'm most proud of is getting to this stage in my life, um, almost fifty, and saying this is what I'm going to do. Whatever I want now. Um, I'm a breast cancer survivor and um, bipolar and all this mess and, and and three times married and I really have no business getting up on a stage but, but what I are you kidding that makes you highly qualified it's, it's I was gonna so say. true actually yeah. the more I think about Middles it I, 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 got, you, I got a lot going on yeah. um, but what I like about storytelling the most is that you can make yourself accessible and connect with people um, because we're all it, it, it's all just crap that everybody deals with in one way or another and, um, and I'm a bit of a coward because I do a tiny tiny little bit of stand-up but i find that um you really have to be funny so this way if you do storytelling and you're funny but people don't expect you to be funny you know what i mean so it's like a you got like an escape clause there i can't Mm. praise that enough for (laughs) comics though i mean i've always leaned heavily towards storytelling shows and i run i co-produce one of my own but for stand-ups, I'm always go out there and at least try it because it will open yes. your horizons up. I want to so try much, it. You know, it's so long. It totally does because you're just so much more open and honest, and you're creating material a lot of times on the spot by just talking about things in your life. You're writing as you go in a way, mm-hmm. instead of just going, "Well, I have to build seven minutes, twenty minutes, an hour of like one-liners or whatever your your approach is." Right. So for me, doing stand-up or even then radio, how how do I get into storytelling? What what do I do? Go to a show. Yeah, there's a really whole scene here. There's what you, you said earlier about there's so much out there in the city that until you get into it, you don't know what's available and yeah. and for cheap. Oh like, yeah, for right? cheap or for free. cheap or free. Yeah, quality stuff. And you go and and my recommendation would be if you're already doing stand up, go to a storytelling show and start doing that too. And if you're a storyteller and you want to do stand up. Like the crossover is there. It is. But you go to the show. Um, there's so many in the city. You talk to a producer like Helder and you say, I want to do this. And then he says, mostly okay. Right? Yeah, that, I mean, especially with the storytelling uh, shows in the city, everyone mm-hmm. that I know that produces a show is so nice and yes. sweet and supportive yes. that if you were to come to them and say, after a show, or ask anyone like who produces the show and go and talk to them, uh, they'll either book you or tell you what shows you should get booked on. Yeah. Like, Starting that conversation is the way to get it. That's there's, it. There's a whole, it, it's because people are more aware of the stand up scene in Toronto because there's such a huge pocket of that. There's This is mm-hmm. the hub, right? But there's this whole storytelling world in the city. And we do that at Tinder Tales too. Like we love yeah. having brand That's new cool. people get up and just tell this raw stuff. And mm-hmm. they don't even know how to be on a stage sometimes, but it mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. matter because people just can relate to that, right? Yep. Yep. But I love what you were saying, Lori, about 
well, I've you know survived breast ca- breast cancer and and I've struggled with mental illness and I'm almost fifty. I don't know if this is the time. Mm-hmm. That but is nobody's the perfect- gasping, by the way. Right? Like somebody's supposed yeah. to go fifty. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. 50. I'll say that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it is such a perfect like. Thank you, Sandra. That is there's so much flavor in that, right? It, yeah. You reminded me of this thing Alan Park said to me a couple of years ago. I had all oh, this yeah. sort of crazy life stuff going on, and mm-hmm. he said, you know what? I'm jealous of you right now because all these newer comics, these 22-year-old kids that are like starting out, you have access to so much more life experience right now than they will for a while. You've just been given all this stuff to write about. Well, yeah, and it really makes me feel superior. So I enjoy that because... (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's just a font of material, right? But, but you know, and you meet... There's a whole other um, social circle too that... Mm. and, And I find that... You you might not hang out with these people all the time, but when you see them, yeah. you reconnect. And my co-producer for Stories Like Crazy, Adriana Prosser, um, she does all of her own stuff too. And when we bring it back together, we can just create some really good stuff for people. And um, that's why I like to do it, because you got to let people use their voice. Awesome. I love this. We're talking about storytelling today on Inside Jokes, and uh, we'll have a lot more of that coming on with Helder Brum. And Lori Lane Murphy and Dean Young. I'm Santa Cruz on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. You're listening to Inside Jokes brought to you by Hakeem Optical. Oh. Fashionable eyewear. Your eyes can have it all, Sandra. They can have them all. Yeah. <laughs> when you're watching uh, some storytelling. That's right. Oh, what a tie-in. You, well, you need the glasses so you could see what they're talking about. Unless they're very descriptive. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That is yeah. true. <laughs> and that's what happens in storytelling. Do you have to be more descri- descriptive? Uh, y- yes, I think so. I, th- I think so because the, the best storytellers, at least the storytellers of I've seen, are the ones that are, you could actually close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And they're painting this picture. Mm-hmm. And I don't know yet if I've seen a story that doesn't end up being funny. So there is comedy and tragedy in almost every story. And if you paint that picture... Mm-hmm. You'll find it. And that to me, if you can go and close your eyes and just be um, transported or at least connected to the person on the stage, then it's worth your five bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is because you're like sort of leading people along this meandering yeah. thing. So something really sad could be at this point, and then But then there's this moment of revelation and something mm-hmm. funny. And I find like a lot of comics who are just sort of getting into it or trying it out, they really have to get over that initial hangover of like, Finding the laugh, finding yes. the laugh, yes. you know? Yeah, you that's really the thing. I think, yeah, I think it's harder than I would ever think it would be to try stand-up to go to storytelling. Mm. But yeah, I think it's a, you're right. It's it's a very, but I think it's hard for either one switching to, yeah. to either. Yes. I think yeah. they see it, but I understand what you're saying because I, when I have um, people do fireside tales, uh, like I'll have a, a comedian who I know is a great storyteller because of their stand-up, I'll have them come to the show I really have to break it into their head, like, don't go for the laugh. Like, yeah, don't yeah. worry if no one's laughed in a minute, yeah. because if you're engaging them with the story, oh, the payoff is enough. And then that's when you, you really get connected to stuff. Because when someone's telling you a story, if you see them, if you see the gears working where they're yeah. trying to make you laugh every 15 to 20 seconds, like, you're not, 
you're not going to be connected to anything. You're That's not going right. to be. There's you know, no emotional pull. No. And and, that, and yeah. a great storyteller in telling that story over and over again will naturally find the punches. Yes. Like that's how I've been able to take stories that started as, you know, 12 minute stories at a storytelling show that had pretty good laughs are now honed down to a seven to eight minute great story I could do in stand up where there is that laugh every yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes there won't be for a minute and I don't care. I don't care if the whole club is quiet. I like it like that. Oh dear lord! You know, I like everyone to get. So you real... can see how that would be terrifying, right? Right. Yes. But I. But terrifying. also, I like a. I like that now because I know how to work within it. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, I course. can like when I get everyone real quiet and no one's laughed in a minute, but no one's moved either. Yes. And you're like, oh, but now what I got coming up is perfect. Yeah. And see, it's the flip for me because yeah. I come from a storytelling background and I've tried stand up a few times and and I find it. Um, for me, less gratifying because I can't go in that mm. much deeper because there is an expectation. And to be fair, if you're going to a comedy club, you want to laugh. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you yeah. can't sort of put that on the audience. Um, so that's, it's, I've done it and I've, I'm glad I've done it because um, I think it, it, it helps you with your, I get straight up your confidence to be able to um make it for six or seven minutes oh, on yeah, the for stage sure. yeah. and, um, and, and do that. But I do think with storytelling, if you want, if you want an emotional grab, uh, that's, that's where to go to get it. Mm-hmm. And you can still do that in a sweet and funny and often tragic and tasteless way sometimes. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You, you know? yeah. So, Laurie, uh, we've had other comics in here like um, Shelley Williams. Cher- did I say that wrong? Oh, Shelley Marshall. Shelley Marshall. Came in and did yeah. Hold Mummy Cigarette. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, talk about mental illness and mm. how they use it in their art, and um, and others like Jessica Holmes has come out and talked about how difficult it's been managing her mental illness and uh, her career, yeah, uh, which is very difficult. Um, how do you find it? Um, <laughs> Does it get in the way yeah, as much? Uh, no, um, corporately it has. Um, it's a little bit trickier when you're working corporately to disclose. Um, when you're working like at a day job corporately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and do you, you don't disclose, do you? Yeah. You don't have to, though. No, you don't have to. You don't yeah. have to. But because I'm on my advocacy high horse, I feel that, every, yeah. you know, but it doesn't. And, and I think that that's fair to say to people, um, to, to anyone who's listening, is it, it's, it's a gamble. I mean, I'm not going to be oh, yeah. so obnoxious to say that, you know, there's nothing wrong with it and you should disclose. You have to really weigh it out. Mm-hmm. For me, I've made that very conscious decision and I'm happy with the decision and the direction my life is going. And um, I'm trying to smash stigma. And if people are wildly uncomfortable because I have bipolar disorder, and trust me, people are uncomfortable with it from time to time because they think I'm going to oh, come yeah. in swinging a dead cat or oh, wearing yeah. my underpants on no, the inside no, of my, sure. you know. And and that's that's fine. That's that's completely fine. Like we do that here in the studio, but not, where you're, not you're you're pants. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's normal. In, well, in comedy, you're crazy anyway, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that after the break. Uh, we're going to talk more with Helder Brum and Lori Lane Murphy on Inside Jokes coming up. Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. Hey, this-
this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes, Pants Optional. Global News Radio 640 Toronto, Sandra Carusi. Thanks to Hakeem Optical for making this possible today. That's right. Because uh, we could see the microphone. Helping you see comedy more clearly. That's what you say, right? That's your copywriting. That's Sandra came. That's all Sandra. That's all all you. Thank you. Wow. I know it's hard. See that punchline coming from a mile away. (laughs) Poof. Right in the head, eh? Um, We're getting into a lot of different stuff today, right? Yeah. Storytelling, mental illness. Yeah. And Dean, like uh, getting a little serious now with your mental illness Mm -hmm. and um, your journey in the past year. I know. It's been a very... Surreal last like six months, I guess it has been. Uh, well, I did Lori's podcast. I did stories like crazy. Nice. And at that time, and you remember, like mm-hmm. I had this spell where I was like just really, uh, it's like a lost two years, right? Where I was just really depressed. It was after that split up and stuff. But I got artwork out of it. I got the album and the tour and blah, blah, and all that <laughs> stuff out of it. But off stage, like in real life, I had no idea what to do. I had no real life, right? I just threw myself completely into comedy and then I would just sort of be like a robot and power down at the end of the night and that was it it was like this groundhog day i felt so bad it really was like every day was like reliving the same stuff same stuff my heart but it's funny because i started i did your podcast and then i I eventually thought well i have to do something about this right Mm -hmm. so i started going to sessions which was great it it moved me past that stuff then i started learning all these other things like he was like diagnosed me with obsessive compulsive disorder, which made so much sense because mm-hmm. I looked back like even relationship, like just everything in adult life, right? Like how much of a influence that had on things, mm-hmm. but positive too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why I was always able to go, I'm going to do this now. And I would just obsess over it and make it happen. Yeah. Right. Against all odds sort of. But then, uh, so I kept doing that just because I found it very interesting and then uh, eventually, a couple months ago, I phoned up my parents and I was like, I'm going to smash some dudes now, too. That's, <laughs> they were proud, That's eh? another th- new thing. <laughs> Throw that in. Throw that in. Uh, they were, actually. They were great about it. And it was one of those things that I, it didn't come out in therapy, but because I was feeling very open and honest and happy, like mm-hmm. I was finally past that last chapter in my life, I thought, well, this is something I've been carrying around in my back pocket forever mm-hmm. now is the perfect window right mm-hmm. everything else is on the table so let's just do it uh they were they were very supportive they were great about it they both had follow-up questions the next day because <laughs> i like i phoned them both right was it me it was your mom wasn't well, it? yeah <laughs> who did that but now they probably look back at certain things and go that kind of makes sense you know like how we lived in florida and i just thought every old lady was the golden girls and i was very excited about that things like that <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. that's normal right that's totally normal. don't anyone let you tell you that sandra not normal. and i are the golden girls right that's now well <laughs> they had these fo- the you best know? was my mom right? uh my mom phones me the next Trump day and she goes uh okay so i googled it and i'm like you google what she's like i googled bisexual <laughs> and she's like it's a thing <laughs> and I'm like, I know it's a thing. I phoned you to tell you that it's a thing already. Oh, my already. God, that's awesome. Uh, my brother was the last person, though. I was really nervous about that. I don't know why. Why do you always get nervous with the brother? Just because I'm the older brother. And my brother's a very, like, like, he's open and progressive, but, like, he's that, you know, Northern Ontario, like, you, we, I don't talk about my feelings and all that. So, like, he's a lot more Northern clamped up. And it's, I'm the polar opposite. Like, it's I a just geographical don't thing. Yeah, yeah it really it's the is. only place where guys don't talk about their feelings. That's right. <laughs> And I phoned him and he was great about it. It was kind of like, hey, do your thing, man. That's great. And then we just talked about whatever we normally would, like 
I don't know, his you, new rifle or whatever he was talking about. But. Can I just say that I'm totally butting in, but I just, that's so cool that how that conversation went with your brother. Mm-hmm. Like we tend to set up things in our head, like it's going to be this big, dramatic, like yes. young and the restless moment. And just recently, my son is almost 16 and he, he know he, he has OCD and we, yep. we've talked about it before. Um, but I was reading an article, article, it was on Facebook. So <laughs> <laughs> it counts, it counts. It counts. And, and, it, and it was telling, uh, <laughs> if you're a, a parent with bipolar disorder, here's how you should tell your children. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. okay. So then all the steps and I'm reading it and my, my son's next to me and he's on his iPhone. And uh, hmm. I look at the end, I go, hey, so do you care that I'm bipolar? And he goes, Shut up! Like, what are you talking about? Stop asking me stupid questions. And he went back to his iPhone. Okay, yeah, we're done. Like, I, I do think that we get a little bit um, over, over Oprah. Over, yeah. And it's come on, calm down a little yeah. bit, and and just like you know, share what you need to share, but it doesn't have yes. to be this big violin moment. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with illness. When when I would tell people I had cancer, it's like okay, people were, were shocked, but it's like. It's it's fine. Don't treat me like I made a glass. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice to be able to just say it, leave it, back up, yeah. and you embrace it. It just yeah. like is sort of part of your character and part yeah. of your mm-hmm. makeup, right? You like, are. Things make so much more sense to me now with that, with all of this stuff, just because I, I was being like forty percent myself yeah. for thirty four years. Loved, you know? if they love Dean. Before you said it, why wouldn't they li- love Dean? After? And it was business as usual, right? And it was. <laughs> yeah. It was business it, as usual. It was like. Always going to be business as usual. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. we build things up like that in our head, but it's always going to be business as usual because how often did you and your brother talk about like sex at all? You exactly. Know? Like, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. You would maybe yeah. like, you know, true. something like, oh, I, uh, you know, I saw you uh, went home with someone. Yep. Okay, and then you talk about the hockey game, or like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing that that's so fascinating when it comes to stuff like that is like, um, you know, how often would you be talking about this stuff anyway? And it so was, true. it was really sort of anticlimactic because I really did build <laughs> it up in my head. I thought it was going to be this big reveal, and it's funny now, like even though it's a new thing, it's at the same time it's not because mm-hmm. I it was always there, right? It's funny how they just jumped right in. Like now it's just like. It's as if this has been the case since day one, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like I could just talk about whatever. Yeah. But I also feel like I sort of prepared my family for that, especially my parents, because they're used to they're used to me being in stand up. They're used to me being in radio. Mm. So the, uh, I, would, I would say showbiz parents, but this is Canada, so not really. But they're used to just me having zero filter around them at all. <laughs> like I don't treat them any different than anybody. I just tell them anything mm-hmm. and I talk for a living. So they're kind of prepped for whatever I felt yeah. like too, you know. Well, you know, what I love overall about the messaging today is a lot of different things, but that, you know, always getting past the adversity into making art out of it. And um, and that's what you guys do. We're going to talk more after the break about the relationship between mental illness and comedy. Uh, We see a lot of it in um, the entertainment world, and um, CNN had done a big uh, documentary series, The History of Comedy, where they talked about that. We'll talk more after the break with our panel on on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, I'm John Catucci from You Gotta Eat Here. So when I'm not eating food, I'm listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Inside Jokes is cool. That's what's cool. We're talking (laughs) 
Sometimes our conversations off mic are just so riveting that I'm like, turn the mic back on. Let's do this. That's what we do for the podcast is that's where we usually get our best stuff. Yeah. Just (laughs) let it roll. Yeah. Now, what were we talking about? Being open and honest about personal struggles in your material Mm -hmm. and storytelling why that's such a perfect format yeah. for it. Yeah, and actually the panel was uh, was kind of guiding me, right, guys? So yeah. I'm, yeah. Because I'm finding it, I, I'm the more I think about doing, because I want to do a one-woman show, but the more I think about it, I know how much work it's going to be making that transition from comedy to this different art form. But I challenge you, it won't be. You, yeah. th- you think it is because what we were talking about before the break about the big buildup of things. Because mm-hmm. I know with me, I'm like... Okay, I really want to. I really want to write this show, and I want it to be um, mostly about my childhood, but mostly about my dad, but mostly about. And really, the main message was: um, I grew up in a in a family of mental with mental illness, and I'm fine. I mean, I'm sure that's subjective, but I'm fine. Um, so those were all the stories that I collected. And then once you start collecting those stories, like Helder said, and then you just you just start going, you start telling them. Um, it it. I, I can't stress it enough. It'll become easy for you. But how do you piece it together if they're all seven different stories? You find it. I didn't really have a, it. It just flo- What did you Helder? think? Helder. Um, I mean, to, to piece them together, it, that's something that will happen with the work. You'll, you'll have it all in front of you and you'll be like moving things around and then you will start to see the connection. Mm-hmm. Yes. You'll start to really piece things together. Uh, I didn't, when I first wrote uh, Born With A Tale, I entered the t- Toronto Fringe Festival with no show written, with nothing oh in gosh. mind. And I uh, submitted as many artists do. And basically, if you get picked, then you then that you day go, well, <laughs> time to write a show. <laughs> and uh, and I did, and uh, and the show I wrote uh, was based all around um, this part of my life where uh, you know where a lot of people walk around with a lot of ego and they don't want to share a lot of embarrassing things that happen to them, and that was me, you know, like uh, mm. the kind of people I hung out with for a long time when I worked construction were guys who didn't show that side of themselves, and so it was just hard for me to share. And then what this show is uh, is like five of the most embarrassing stories that happened in my life. Yeah, like things are. that I would like hide from people. <laughs> and then one day I did a storytelling show that you were supposed to share that and everyone laughed so much and it felt so good to realize that story no longer has power over me and mm-hmm. I have power over it. Mm-hmm. And I decide when people laugh and I decide when this gets shared. Uh, that's a cool way of overcoming shame. Yeah, yes. and that, yes. that's what that did for me. And now yeah. I'm at a place where... Um, I had submitted to to try to get into the next uh, Toronto Fringe, which I didn't. So that's why I'm t- touring Born with a Tale to other cities and I'm remounting it here. Uh, but I did want to write a new show and I already have an idea of what it's going to be because since I've written this show... Um, so many more things have happened and so many things, you know, uh, the health of my father is become, m- becoming worse and worse and um, and it's been like a rapid mental and physical decline that I've had to witness. And, uh, and in dealing with all this and like processing all of it, uh, I've started sharing stories. Mm-hmm. I've, I've started like at Fireside sharing some of these stories and I already know that my next show won't be as fun and silly as the one where I'm just sharing uh, you know, embarrassing, embarrassing stories. Yeah. The the other one's going to be a bit more serious. Like there, yeah. it'll be like you know a sixty forty split with funny and serious. I think, um, right? Because um, because I can't just do what I did before. I I'm like now this new show will be more of a representation of the person I am now, and my experiences filtered through me. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking here uh, about storytelling and about uh, the relationship with mental illness and 
and kind of um, Lori's show that talked about that. And I mentioned before the break, back when, and this is an old uh, documentary that uh, CNN did, but they talked uh, a lot about the relationship between mental illness and comedy and, and comedians in particular. Comedians have conflicting introverted and extroverted personality traits, the study says. Mm-hmm. Comedy may partly be form of self-medication, a researcher says. Mm-hmm. Is it self-medication? That and booze. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think f- for me, for sure, because I think you're hiding in plain sight. And that's that. what I find yes. very, yes. very, very mm-hmm. comforting about being on the stage. Um, and Helder was just talking about sharing um, really embarrassing stuff. And at one of the Tinder tales, Dean, you probably remember, I talk about um, my first date after divorce and I was hammered. Yep. And I was, re- and it's so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And yet it got it got the big laughs and suddenly you do, you unburden yourself. It's, oh, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But yeah, I think about, that's what my take on it is. I'm extremely introverted, but I, I am a hell of a good actress when it comes to extrovert. I can do extrovert. Yeah. I would agree with that 100%. I sort of ran into that wall myself last year, like the stuff I did for the album. When I was first writing it and talking about it, it was therapeutic and cathartic at the time, right? Because it was like this fresh, this split up that was happening and all that. After two years of, of working on that hour, by the end, I just thought like, I was just like a dog rolling around in my own turds by the end of that point. You know, I was like, because I'm forcing myself to relive this yeah. thing. Yeah. And it felt like I was just doing it for the punchline after a while. I was like, this isn't current or relevant in my life anymore. And I'm actually just forcing myself to just stay in that wound. You well, know? it's interesting because um, that, that same show I was telling you about CNN, they talk about some of the people... Uh, familiar names that we know that talked and joked about uh, depression in particular, which of course Robin Williams was one, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Silverman, Stephen Fry, Spike Jones, Woody Allen, Richard Pryor, Ellen DeGeneres. Um, and it's no accident that the Laugh Factory in Hollywood has an in-house psychologist. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so there is a close relationship there. And and for audiences who, you know, you see, if you seek to understand a comedian or comedy better, that's something probably to think about now, especially uh, we're in uh, January and uh, Bell does their Let's Talk uh, week. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there's a lot of talk about mental illness. We just, uh, you know, and that big donation to Cam H was nice. And mm-hmm. and uh, just to be cognizant, you know, the people around you, um, comedians are people too. And we're, a lot of them are just struggling with uh, different issues just like you. And maybe maybe not heckle them. How about that? Let's try that. Yeah. Don't oh, pick on us. That's right. Yeah. Beat it. <laughs> I'm Santa Cruzzi. This is Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's tip I'm calling Know What You Want and Get It. Although the media today is talking about a market downturn, good properties are selling fast with interest from multiple buyers. In fact, I just experienced an offer night with seven bidders. So make sure you do your research, know what you want and can afford, know what good value is, and strategize with your realtor to get it. Call or email me today to do it. I can help you. 
They can reach you at HGP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. What a great show we had today. Thank you so much, Helder Brum and Lori Lane Murphy. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. Wait, what show do you got coming up, Lori? Um, I just want to say that you need to tune in to Stories Like Crazy, the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. And what else do I want to say? Just, um, yeah, that's kind of the immediate. Myself and Adriana Prosser produced the podcast, mm-hmm. so uh, give it a listen. And if you would like to be on the podcast, then you can connect with us through the Facebook page. Right on. You, Helder? Uh, well, I have a, I'm, I'm remounting Born with a Tail at the John Candy Box Theater, and that's uh, January 27th, 28th, and February 3rd and 4th. You can get tickets at secondcity.com or helderbrum.com. Uh, that's going to be a great show. You're going to want to get out to that. Um, it's good for mental health. You're going to laugh a lot. You might uh, you might laugh for like six weeks after that show. <laughs> uh, and that'll, that'll be a whole spring. new problem. Uh, that's funny. But, uh, uh, that and then uh, as spring is, I mean, it's such a nice day today. As spring is coming, uh, check out Fireside Tales. That'll be back in the, in the swing. And um, and I do another show called The Garage Show, which is a live comedy show in a garage. And cool. that's uh, yeah. pretty fun too. Dean, how about you? Uh, you know what? We have some uh, we have some romantic, adi- well, not really romantic, but uh, Valentine's editions of Tinder Tales coming up uh, yeah. at the rec room and at our usual home at the Gladstone. So hit up tindertales.ca for uh, upcoming I'm on dates. the February 12th one. That's right. So it's going <laughs> to be a lot say. of... Sad, broken people <laughs> talking about how horribly they've failed at love. It's perfect. February 7th, I'll be at the fashion show at um, Holt, Renfrew, Holt Renfrew on Blur Street, well-dressed for Wellspring. And it's a bunch of media types uh, who will be joining me, and we're going to do a little fashion show uh, to raise money for Wellspring Cancer Center, a place that I hold dear to my heart. Um and uh, that I definitely use their services. So I definitely want to give back. And I'm looking forward to this event. Very happy uh, that my good friend Cheryl Hookie couldn't make it. So she passed it to me to do. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I like being the poor man Cheryl Hickey. No problem. What? <laughs> Cheryl can't make it? I like. Usually I would think I'm about four s- steps down from her. That was a quick one. No, you're one the immediate leap. go-to. <laughs> it's, yeah. the, it's the one leap. That's amazing. And then in March, the Canadian-Italian Business Professionals Association, say that really quick, uh, SIPBA, there. Oh. They're doing uh, their their lunch on gender, or their dinner on gender parity. And uh, I'm having a little chit-chat with everybody <laughs> you know what that means yeah yelling and screaming and now for your weekly listings and if you're tuning in from toronto don't miss helder brum's born with a tail playing january 7th and 28th and february 3rd and 4th at the john candy box theater here at toronto's famous second city uh and there's a whole bunch of great storytelling shows happening here in toronto and beyond coming up for this spring uh check out the gladstone hotel the ossington hit up tindertales.ca and do not miss the return of fireside tales Outside, right here at Toronto's Dufferin Grove Park. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chato, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times, or our TV show The Frantics, Four on the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast... 
and start downloading the best of Frantic Times. Boot to the head! To the and with your Comedy RX, here's Helder Braun. And my produce manager, Mario, was there, and we asked him, uh, we're like, Mario, what's the spiciest pepper we sell? And he looked at me and goes, Scotch bonnet. Scotch bonnet. I memorized it. And then he looked at me and went, don't eat that pepper. <laughs> I was like, of course I'm not going to eat that pepper. If it's the hottest pepper and you're an adult and you told me not to, I'm not going to do it. So he's like, okay, and he left. And then Johnny looked at me and goes, are we eating that pepper? We're eating that pepper. <laughs> so we decide when the store closes, I get a scotch bonnet pepper, come back and meet him in the milk cooler, and we try it, and I don't know, maybe evolve to the next level of man. I don't know what we thought. We were gonna do wings would sprout out of our back. So, day goes on, store closes, I go and I find a scotch bonnet pepper. Now we had two types of hot peppers in our department. We had jalapenos and scotch bonnet peppers. And peppers are rated in Scoville units, so you know how spicy they are. A jalapeno, so I can give you a benchmark, is around seven, 8,000 Scoville units. A scotch bonnet pepper can reach 350,000 Scoville units. That's something I know now because I have Google on my phone. In 1996, that was the wild west of information. Just two kids about to bite into lightning and no one was going to warn them. Thank you for listening and please listen every week. And thank you, Alicia and Downey. And stay tuned for the Dating and Relationship Show where you never know what's going to happen. This is Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 